Alright guys, welcome to Allies of Convenience. As part of a multi-release this week, uh, we have of course been going through the ETC coverage we had, but there have been a number of events recently, um, and one of them was the Northern Warlords GT. Matt Robertson sat down with the champion Alex Harrison to talk through his experience at the tournament, and you can check that out right now. Hi, I'm Matt here, joined by recent Northern Warlords champion Alex Harrison. Hello. How you doing, Alex? I'm awesome. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. You enjoying your now fixed trophy? <laughs> yeah, I had to uh, apply a vast amount of super glue to fix that bad boy. Yeah, Alex. Within a couple of minutes of gaining his trophy, managed to drop it and I, remove the base. I was carrying a lot of stuff, which big props to Matt for. Uh, Arranging. That was huge price support. So it was a nice haul. Was it KR Element Mantic Cromlet Kabuki? Loads of other Horses, guys. Yeah, I've I've got so much and I've packed it in that box, and it's sitting here next to me because I I don't know where to put it. I've got <laughs> only a small room here, so. <laughs> so you're just managing to squeeze your prize haul and your army into that little room, I'm guessing. Yeah, pretty much. So, going on to that, what was the army you took? Um, I took a, a fairly different to the English meta um, Eldar list, but quite common to the Europeans. Um, I've gone for a pure Craftworld Warhost formation. Uh, so I've got a faster on a bike, uh, three squads of three scat bikes, uh, which are mandatory but awesome, uh, a Warlock, a Viper, both standard. Um, then I've gone for three aspect war hosts, um, two of which are five warp spider uh, squads times six, so six uh, thirty warp spiders in total. Um, and then three squads of three dark reapers. Um, now the X archers with the dark reapers have star shot missiles, just to give me some strength eight. And then I've gone for two Hemlock Wraith Fighters, which I thought were a bit uh, jazzy when I put them in my list and thought I needed some D, because what's Eldar without D? Uh, just a million shots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So was there any particular reason for anything apart from wanting the D? Because we know you love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, well... The usual lists we see at the moment from Aldar is tons and tons of jet bikes and D cannons. So I thought there'd be quite a few of those. Um, after after going to the ETC this year, um, I noticed warp spiders were actually really good. Um, something which I think we missed up on uh, here in the UK. They look good in the codex, but I don't think no one was playing them, so we didn't actually see how ridiculous they were. Um, so that was my reasoning for taking the warp spiders. Uh, they give you good firepower, but also really good mani uh, maneuverability. Um, I then went for the Dark Reapers because I, I assumed there'd be quite a lot of new Dark Angels with all their um, fancy cover saves, and obviously Dark Reapers ignore Jink. But also, uh, just to give me a bit of AP3 ranged, um, a little bit of anti-air, I guess, because they can reroll to hit against Flyers. And the Hemlocks, the um, reason I went for them was actually their multitude of abilities um, you've got the minus two leadership bubble which is fantastic um, especially against Eldar jet bikes you know making them leadership six and killing two and then making them off the run off the board is quite big 
Um, you've also got the extra two rolls on telepathy, um, giving you some nice powers such as shrouding to give every uh, a nice bubble of um, cover. Um, and yeah, the the D scythes as well are quite nice for anti knight or um, multi wounded creatures such as uh, tyrants, which are quite common. So I thought I'd just try and load the list up with everything it needs, really. So all round with a lot of DACA, basically. Yeah, lots of DACA, um, a few little tricks here and there, um, but it's pretty basic, very fast. Um, just trying to utilise the ETC missions to its best, really. Cool. So game one, you played uh, Gene Coates with his drop pod Blood Angels. Were you, I did, yes. That draw was up beforehand. Did you have any clue what he was pl- planning on bringing, or were you not bothered? I didn't, no. I I mean, obviously, looking at it, it was Blood Angels, so there would have been two or three different builds, but most likely one would have been a drop pod of some description, um, perhaps Death Star, you know, or it could have just been lots of flyers. Uh, in the end, it was just lots of drop pods and a mini Death Star, um, and a Storm Raven with an assassin. So it's lucky I didn't take my Seer Council. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been boned. Cool. How did that game go then? Um, yeah, it went pretty well. I, I managed to win 20 0. Um, although the first two turns were pretty pretty nifty because um, I was getting sort of used to the army. So uh, I was a bit nervous against drop pods. So I just deployed my uh, spiders. And um, it, it actually turned out really well. The plan worked. Um, Spiders are just ridiculous at dodging melt anything with range 12 inches or under um, because they just jump out of the way. So Was um, it ropey at any point or pretty comfortable all the way through then? Um, I'm not taking anything away from my opponent. He played everything right. It was just such a mismatch of armies. Um, he's quite short-ranged um, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it, it was pretty... Uh, it was a pretty convincing win. Um, great guy. Uh, Gene's a really great guy to play against. Um, the first thing he did was cracked open a, a beer, or what what should have been a beer, but <laughs> <laughs> tasted a bit bland. I think you had one as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The weird Desperado Red Bull mix thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good start today, though. But, um, yeah, no, that was a win in my favour. Uh, no, it was a really good, good game. Cool. So going on to game two, that must have jumped you up a little bit. Yeah, uh, try and remember who I was playing game two. Uh, oh, uh, Josh Roberts. Josh yeah. Roberts game two. Yeah. For anyone interested, we are just referring to the Toronto Fire website, which has all the pairings. If there's any other matchups you want to see how they did, so because we know Alex can't actually remember. I can't remember shit. <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah, I was <laughs> when I when I first saw the draw, I was like, it was inevitable because I knew I'd end up playing him. Um, and uh, after seeing his list, um, I don't know what I thought really because apparently it was a good matchup for me, um, but not playing my list kind of showed in this game. Um, Josh was using uh, Eldar with an assassin. He had, uh, I think, six squads of jet bikes with scatter lasers, um, different squad sizes ranging between, I think, five and six. Um, he had two farces on bikes, one with stones, uh, and then he had seven or eight D cannons off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly how many, um, and a little bunker with a trap door 
for his assassin to pop out of in case he's facing death starts and again I was happy not to have been playing my sick hands off otherwise I would have been boned <laughs> um, so yeah this game was uh, interesting um, I made a little bit of a boo-boo and um, he uh, what what's the object, uh, mission where you're playing quarters what's it called Vanguard, Vanguard Strike, Strike yeah yeah yeah, so uh, I I got first turn and um, I deployed right on the line just to force him either in into the corner or into reserve. Now uh, this just shows how much of a chump I am. I um he he I gave him first turn because uh, all he deployed was his bunker and his assassin. So I started shuffling around um, on my first turn, um, ready for him to come on the board. Now what I didn't realize was that he comes on from the long board edge not the short board edge <laughs> so half my army was like pretty much out in the open but all like miles away from the board edge the long board edge yeah. so he, he starts uh, yeah exactly he starts rolling for his reserves and starts coming on on the opposite side in right in the corner and i'm thinking oh, i'm a fucking idiot here. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, up until this moment, I've only told one person. Like I kept it cool and didn't show that I completely fucked it up. So it's quite funny. Like in my head, I'm thinking, "You mom, you absolute no, mom." You did ask him at one point because your reserves were you were moving your jet bikes towards one board edge to get line breaker. When I was over, yeah, yeah, no, that was. Um, yeah, I think that was uh, yeah that was the deployment zone because I I wasn't I couldn't remember the deployment zone either because it, of the weird yeah uh, you know um, so yeah no I've got, it's just me being an idiot really at the end of the day so uh, he's come on the board with like half his army I think or two thirds of it and uh, he pretty much wiped out all my reapers um i think he killed a squad of jet bikes he got my farseer down to one moon killed another two jet bikes pretty much all i had left was like um my spiders a few jet bikes and i think like one or two dark reapers i was thinking uh oh i've completely screwed up here um and even with the sort of fairly decent line of sight blocking obviously because of the way i've positioned my army he's just jumped around half of it so uh it just showed how much of a, an idiot I was at that point. Um, but, you know, we, we played the game on, and, um, you know, people were saying at that point and looking at the table going, well, Alex is going to get smashed here, which I thought I generally was after that silly, stupid game-breaking mistake, which got Josh a lot of points because he got, like, kill three units in the shooting phase and uh, capture, like, twice as many objectives as me like I wasn't near objectives and you know I was just being a bit of an idiot but I sort of woke up at that point and uh, played the game on um, we played the game on uh, by the end of turn four um, he had I think four models left and I had all my spiders um, my flyers and my farseer I think still running around uh, he had an assassin three bikes and I think it was a decannon unit left um which was uh, just about to be run off the board next turn. Unfortunately, the game finished turn four. Um, we just ran out of time for a fifth turn, which probably I would have tabled him. If not, he would have just had his assassin left. Um, but So basically, because of uh, my mistake earlier in the game, Josh managed to get quite a lot of kill points and um, Maelstrom points because I lost 
um, the advantage of board coverage. Um, the biggest MVPs of this game was actually the, the Spiders, believe it or not. Uh, they were just jumping all over the place, uh, killing squads. When the Hemlocks came on with in combination with the minus two leadership and Shrieks, uh, which obviously don't work together, but you know what I mean, um, worked really well against his army. Um, and yeah, being able to jump away from D cannons and things is really strong. So uh, yeah, if I played it correctly, I think it would have been a convincing win. In the end, it was a dead draw, 10 all. Um, we both got 10 points out of that. So Do you think, think the time was for any particular reason? Or just because there was two or 45 rounds? Yeah. Um, it's Josh is well known for being fairly slow, which is, I, I, is nothing wrong with that. He's a... Uh, He's a very good and tactical player, um, so it was quite a you know dicey game, uh, having to pre-measure, think of what what to shoot, and it was a tough game for him. Um, he played it right. He he took advantage of what I did, um, but then obviously from my perspective, I'm fairly quick, but because the spiders take so long, they do something in almost every phase of the game, um, and we both have a psychic phase. Um, we both run in for reserves. The, the spiders are having to... They they do their jump, which you all have to do individually, so I can't just move my models, say, six inches. I have to do a jump for each squad. Um, I then do a run. I then do a shoot, and then they do a 2d6 jump. So you're moving 30 models uh, three times. Yeah, I've seen art um, players so it, do it quicker. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was just a bit of an experience in that, though. Um, yeah, there, there wasn't any. I didn't, I didn't notice any slow playing by either of us. I think we just got caught up in the game and just a combination of being trying to be precise and not realizing exactly, time yeah. catching up on you. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it was a bit frustrating. We we didn't have at least five turns in that game because it would have swung in my favour. So from my point, I was a bit annoyed, but um, I, I didn't really have anyone to blame because I'm part of it. You know, we don't have score sheets, so but it, it just happens. Uh, I think even in four-hour games, you might run out of time and not not realise because you're either having a really tight game or you're really having a fun game and you're yeah. just enjoying it. If people have time, I find they tend to use it. Well, that probably give you a little bit of an easier next round then I'm guessing only being on 30 points that, at that point um, well it was 30 out of 40 so um, I wouldn't consider well, it an easy slightly easy easier uh, I was hoping so um, yeah I ended up playing JP um, he was playing uh, Holoquins um, I couldn't tell you what was in it I have no idea do you know Nobody no seems to have I'm... any idea what Harlequins do. <laughs> I, I I'm, he was telling me and I was nodding, but in my head I'm like, what is he on about? I don't understand. Yeah. He finds he wins games by the other player not knowing what's going on. Yes, that's even better for me because I don't know what's going on in general. Let me see if I can find his list quickly. Here we go. He had three Death Jesters, three Shadow Sears, a Solitaire some Star Weavers some Sky Weavers some, a couple of Void Weavers and then two or three troops three troops of Harlequins yeah uh, which so, might make sense to somebody yeah I can understand what that does I, I had no idea to I, kept, I kept asking him like what does this shit do so oh shit they can do this um, 
But yeah, it was uh, it, it was unfortunate for JP because I, I could see he he knew what he was doing with the list, but unfortunately, my list it doesn't counter it. It just it's just as fast. And the biggest strength I found after playing against Harlequins was they're actually surprisingly quick um, for an army that is in really light transport or on foot. Because um, I didn't realise they can run an assault, and yeah. obviously they've got fleet as well. Um, all their vehicles having a for one turn a four plus in vulnerable re-rolling one so actually they were taking quite a lot of firepower um, but in this game it, I think it came down to turn one um, winning turn one for me allowed me to deploy everything sort of on the on the line and uh, it threatened him um, in such a way that he had to reserve almost all his army now if it was vice versa um, he could have set up on the because we were discussing it after the game he could have set up on the line turbo boosted everything into my sort of army and go right there you go there's all these units um, whatever you don't kill will kill you because they will all, all his basic harlequins will even kill five warp spiders they can't hit and run so um, it was quite lucky I didn't think of this at the time because I didn't know what his army did so I wasn't really phased by winning first turn but I thought you know what I'll just take it um and yeah, I took first turn. He only had two transports on the solitaire. Um, managed to kill one of the transports and the squad inside. Um, and then his turn, he, <laughs> the other squad in the transport hopped out um, after the transport moved, ran, and then assaulted like 10 inches or something. So I was like halfway across the board and I lost the Warp Spider squad. So that's when I thought, oh my God, this army is actually really fast. <laughs> Unfortunately, JP didn't really have any luck after that. Um, his reserve started coming in piecemeal. His solitaire failed a five-inch charge with a reroll. Um, so then was stood out in the open, going up oh, or oh, oh. <laughs> didn't last very long. Um, yeah, he, he didn't really get any luck in this game, unfortunately. So uh, ended up twenty nil to me. Um, great guy though. He he took it on the chin and uh, yeah, definitely play him again. So nice end today. One fifty points out of sixty. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, good showing, I think. So I'm assuming that left you up near the top somewhere. It did. Uh, I'm not sure that I was on table one or not. You were on no, table, on table two, two, but I think you played on table one at that point, just so swap things around. Yeah, because I'd already played on that table, I think, before. Um, yeah, I was playing pool. Um, I was extremely hungover. I think you could tell from my voice. I, I pretty much lost my voice because I went out that night, the night before. Um, I was tempted actually not to turn up, um, not because of anything to do with the tournament, just the way I was feeling. I had like two hours sleep, um, but I did tell Matt the night before that I, I'd leave. I left my army with him and said yeah. like, I'd have to come. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't because so, three other uh, army for me. <laughs> yeah definitely um, but yeah I, I managed to rock up um, feeling pretty under the weather and uh, I was playing against Paul and his uh, Paul Burke and his um, horrific Tyranids and was it Demons army yes it was basically a Screamer Council Kairos Fate Weaver and uh, three Hive Tyrants and uh, obviously Screamers that was pretty much it there was yeah, that was Horror, his uh, list. Nerglings and stuff lying around, but yeah, it was a it was a pretty strong list to be honest. He had a, a good mixture of power dice uh, for summoning, for powers for the tyrants, and good aerial firepower. So I was pretty uh, pretty nervous going into this game. 
Um, the one thing I had though was first turn. So again, uh, I did my same crappy tactic of uh, forcing him into a, a corner um, by deploying my most of my army um, on the on the line. Because uh, the, the spiders are surprisingly quick, you know, you, if you deploy them on a 12-inch line, say you're playing Dawn of War, um, and you roll, say, just above average, let's say, 8 inches on your jump move, you're, you're jumping 14 inches, um, you automatically run 6 because of the formation, so that's 20, and then you shoot 12, so you've got a 32-inch range, effectively. Um, just from an app, just a slight above average roll. Uh, if you roll really high, then you've obviously got further. So it just puts a lot of pressure on your opponent. And winning that roll is quite important as well because you can just give them second turn if they just null deploy. Um, but Paul deployed his stuff, um, sort of split his council in the middle and then his uh, tyrants to the other side. And I thought, okay, I could probably kill a tyrant or two on turn one, which will help me. Um, unfortunately, um, Knowing this, Paul decided, well, screw that plan. I'm just going to kill you before you do that, and seized on me. <laughs> ah, the perfect <laughs> six. Yeah. I knew it was coming, because I did it. I've done it for the past sort of two games in a row now, and I thought, well, I'm being pretty jammy, but I just deployed my whole army on the line. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he rolled the six, and I'm pretty sure you, you were aware of that when I sort of started crying. Yeah, you didn't look... In such a good mood that morning. <laughs> well, I was I was feeling rough anyway, and then that seize was just like a massive punch to the face. Um, so yeah, he uh, he seized on me and uh, managed to uh, wipe out quite a lot actually um, <laughs> of my army in turn one. Uh, he killed all but like two of my dark reapers. He killed a unit of warp spiders, uh, a unit of jet bikes. And I think he, I don't think he killed, no, he didn't kill my faster. I think it was on like one wound or something. Um, and obviously he got all his buffs up. He feel no pain on his tyrants because he rolled it twice. Um, his screamer council had invisibility from Fate Weaver. So, and, and they got, um, no, they didn't, they didn't get, uh, what do you call it? What's that? They run and shoot one. No, no, no. They got that as well. I'm on about the screamer council oh, where they, uh, no, not Grimoire. Cursed Earth. I think oh, Cursed Earth with plus one involved. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't have Cursed Earth, but he and he he failed Grimoire as well. Um, as soon as he failed Grimoire, I thought, oh, brilliant! I could do something here. However, he killed, you know, a good chunk of my army. So I thought, well, it doesn't really matter now. Um, I thought, literally after that point, I'm thinking, all right, I'll, I'll play a turn, see what happens, and then uh, I might might call it because I'm feeling rough. And, and this game is kind of one-sided at the moment. So I play a turn, and um, it didn't go very well. I, didn't, I think I caused two wounds to Fate Weaver because I, I, I drew cards to kill a, an enemy Psyker and uh, a monstrous creature, I think it was. So I thought, well, I get two VPs and a, a third. I'll get four VPs from him. He's a warlord. Um, He's, uh, I'll get I'll get a kill point and then the two cards. Um, so I pretty much shot everything at him and, and just didn't didn't kill him. He took two wounds and I thought, great, this game's over. <laughs> um, he played his second turn, killed a load of more stuff, and I thought, Jesus Christ. And I was, Paul was like, do you want to call it? I'm thinking, I uh, probably will. But then I, I don't know, I just something in me thought, no, no, screw it, I'm not I'm not going to give up. I'll just play. Um, 
we played on the game went on for five turns and uh, I think I had like four models left but you know during the game I was playing mission trying to score maelstrom uh, I wasn't going to win kill points so I was just playing maelstrom getting a few points here and there um, luckily the game uh, ended turn five due to time um, again it wasn't either of us. I didn't have many models, so, but again, it's all the jumping. Um, Paul's army takes a long time to go through. He's got a lot of psychic powers. He's got a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, slash attacks, jumping. So it, it takes a while, unfortunately, but you know that's the way of things. And uh, I had two spiders left, which jumped onto the relic, um, stopping him getting those six points. Um, and I managed to get some... Uh, other points from say I think it was Linebreaker like a Farseer on one wound and he, he felt like a four inch charge or something to stop that so I had a little bit of luck in the yeah. end but uh, it was just basically just to stop me getting zero points I ended up getting four points out of that game which doesn't sound like much um, but from what it was it's better than just giving up I think yeah. so I was pretty happy with that from you about to concede four points is a hell of a lot more <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and considering I had f- like four or five models left, uh, I was like pretty content with that. So I took four points away from that. I was pretty happy. Cool. So that jumped you down a bit. Then I'm guessing taking the loss up there. Yeah, uh, only to table four, which was quite interesting. Really, I think everyone was having some interesting scoring. There wasn't many twenty nils at this tournament overall after round three. I think. Um, especially at the top tables um, I ended up playing Jake Courtine I think that's how you spell his surname yeah that's, that looks about right uh, really nice guy uh, he's fairly new to the 40k scene he's uh, more of a fantasy tournament player so um, I think he's posted all his battle reports on Daka Daka um, if anyone's interested he uses white scars um, biker white scars space marines um, really nice guy um, unfortunately, uh, when when we played, he had a uh, he was basically discussing sort of out loud um, all the plans he was going to do uh, to beat my list because my list pretty much counters his list, and his list is basically Khan, uh, Chapter Master, three command squads with um, grav grav guns and apothecaries. I think he had three squads with melters and multi melter attack bikes, and then he had two storm talents. So we had quite an alpha strike army. Um, I won the roll for first turn, deployed on the line, and gave him sort of the option of what to do, really, to counter that. Um, he went through lots of options in his head, and he spoke a little bit about it out loud. Um, but when it came to actually doing it, I think he made a big mistake. Um, he deployed his army, um, apart from, I think, one squad and two storm talents, and then he scouted... Um, now I was expecting him to sort of to scout backwards or into a better position just sit out of range sort of shouted, yeah like sit out of range so I couldn't alpha strike him even though he's got a good he's got a 2 plus cover save on first turn because of skilled rider and night fight I'm thinking that's going to be quite tough to deal with so if he just sits at the back out of range of my spiders it won't be as bad of an alpha strike and then he can sort of counter play what I do um, which is I think what he was getting at um, but then I think he just had a brain bit of a brain meltdown because I think he was overthinking it and um, scouted closer to me, sort of into terrain or into cover or whatnot. But 
in sight of most of my army. Um, and I, that was it, really. That was I, I would have pretty much called it game over from then, because even with his... Uh, his two plus cover save my firepower just against small units like his which are winning against initiative rather than toughness um, it didn't really matter um, you know reapers ignored jink anyway so they were killing quite a few bikes um, which he forgot that they can move and shoot um, because of relentless uh, the spiders he was quite surprised at their speed um, the ability to jump back the six inch um, uh, run etc um and then a shriek on turn one against a squad of a command, a command squad, which I rolled a triple six. Um, so I killed all five of them, <laughs> even mm. with Phil No Pain, he more. Nice. I've never done that. I've never rolled a triple six on a shriek. I think I've done it once against a Wraith Knight. That was funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was, I think they're Leashed Nine. So he took nine wounds, um, passed only like two or three Phil No Pain. So they all died. I felt really, you know, I felt really bad uh, because it was just a matter of me rolling dice and him removing models from that point on. Um, he couldn't really do anything against my army because he'd scouted, so he can't assault me. Turn one, um, so he was shooting, and uh, he was shooting spiders because they were pretty much the only thing he could target. Um, he did forget about their jump away. Uh, I think against one squad, um, but. It was just a matter of um, removing models from him from that point, and uh, I think the game finished on turn four. Um, after his flight, come on, killed that. Uh, we called the game because I think he had one model left or something. He's a really nice guy, but um, it was just a mismatch of armies, and I think he just uh, misplayed it slightly, which we did discuss after. And he did. He, he was going on about it during the game. He, he felt really bad. He completely screwed up. And, I felt really bad, and we would have bought him. A, I would have bought him a pint for it, but um, the bar shot, which was a bit rubbish, that's another. Yeah, the bar shot a bit early, thing. unfortunately, but something to work, make note of to the team events for next time. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why they did that. That's uh, fine. I just felt like I couldn't really, you know, buy him a pint for it. But no, yeah. it's, uh, there's always next time. There's one. In yeah, the, there's a pint in the uh, bank there. Exactly. Yeah. But no, really, really nice guy. Um, he, he felt quite welcome to the tournament scene, um, which is always good. It's nice to see new players come in. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a twenty nil for me. So yeah, managed to get some points back off the abysmal last turn, last game. Nice. So that takes you it going into round six, back up to table two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Mike Folks. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's pretty much always using knights. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was uh, game six. Um, uh, quite a lot of us at this point are playing for top spot, so um, yeah, it was quite important, really. Um, yeah. I was really surprised I was on table two. Really surprised. Um, I don't know how because obviously I my game before that only got four points. Um, but I think everyone was doing sort of uh, not winning big uh, as I said there was like f I think there was six of us no I think there was eight of us um, that could come top three at that point wasn't there uh, I think there was four realistically that could have won it but then everyone up to table six could have come top three depending on results of others 
Yeah, okay. So there was 12 people in contention for top three at that point, which I think is good, you know, especially after round six. And that's why I like six six round tournaments. It gives everyone that extra game just to get back into it if you have a bad game like I did. Um, yeah, so, yeah. You can afford to drop a few points, especially on this kind of scoring yeah. in a six game, whereas in five, as soon as you drop some points, you're out. Mm. Which is why I think ETC scoring needs to be a six game. Uh, tournament so I didn't think that originally but looking at it it just gives everyone that sort of um, chance of winning really which is good um, so yeah I'm pretty uh, I, I'm coming into this game pretty nervous actually um, I'm playing against uh, Mike with his three knights um, two of them wardens one of them the one with two guns I don't know what it's called uh, it's got a battle cannon and a war- the crusader uh, yeah a battle cannon and a what's the 12 shotgun called the Gatling gun. That's what I like to call it anyway. The mini gun. Well, the mini big gun. Um, And he had three Crimson Hunters uh, formation, the Eldor formation. So, um, yeah, looking at it, I was thinking, well, what what do I actually do against three knights? Um, I've only got really strength six shooting, uh, which has to hit the side or Irama. Now, a few things went... Uh, at the beginning went my way uh, which was winning uh, tables no I didn't win the tables uh, no the actual deployment itself um, being the hammer and anvil uh, this helped because then I could use the entire board for deep striking um, say behind him if I wanted to um, also winning the role for um, who deploys first and who goes first um, Mike was really spoiled at this point because I, I made a bit of a doo-doo and I, I gave I allowed him to deploy first assuming he'd have to go first um, but then I read the rules pack and I, I misinterpreted it and realised that he can then make me go first yeah. so I just asked him you know, do you mind if I just take that back and um, he was he was fine about it which was really great of him um, so yeah I I then sort of deployed just my uh, Farseeth behind the wall um, because I managed to roll Scry's Gaze just for reserve manipulation um, gave him the first turn he moved his knights up um, into sort of different positions getting objectives uh, because it was that mission where you you draw cards for each objective yeah. you hold and um, yeah from there it was uh, a matter of me coming down and seeing what I could do um, it was quite important for me to do a really strong alpha stroke on his army otherwise I'll be well I think I'd be pretty hard done by to, to get any points out of it um, so I got pretty lucky with my reserve rolls I got almost all my army in um, apart from I think one unit of reapers no two unit of reapers didn't come on um, I think my viper and warlock didn't come on and uh I think that was it. Yeah, everything else managed to turn up. Um, I think it was another Guardian uh, unit, which they, uh, which I forgot to mention, they managed to get outflanked the Warlord ability. So um, the jet bikes come on, uh, outflanking, you know, aiming for rear armor. Um, the spiders all deep strike again. Uh, they can land quite fairly close, so they can jump either side of the shielding, and uh, the Reapers just walked on. And then I started rolling dice, and uh, it really didn't go Mike's way at all. Um, the two hemlocks managed to, between themselves, kill one knight by themselves um, from the D-scythes. 
uh, only managed to get two D slices through the shielding because uh, the way I had to position them, I couldn't get past it. Um, and both of them managed to roll three hull points. Nice. So yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty lucky there. So just the two hemlocks killed a knight. Um, and then I think it was a, a mixture of some jet bikes and 20 or 15 spiders managed to kill another one. And then I think it was just two units of spiders and one unit of jet bikes killed. Or no, I didn't kill, sorry. Dropped the other, the third knight down to one hard point. So after the, f- well, my second turn or first turn of shooting, um, I, I dropped him down to one knight with one hull point which was pretty big pretty effective turn then yeah I wasn't expecting it at all Um, I don't think he was either Um, speaking to him after the game uh, he was quite surprised at the luck and the damage but I think he misplayed or mispositioned his knights he could have been a bit more conservative Um, but we both sort of agreed that he was a bit overconfident and I was underconfident in my army rightly so um, going into the game because I, I said to him I'm like you've got this I, I can't see how I'm going to kill you and he's like yeah, I think you're right um, it kind of backfired uh, <laughs> and uh, I got really lucky um, I think I played it right with the spiders uh, you know abusing the fact that they've got that six inch run um, getting around shielding is really strong um, but it comes down to luck how many sixes you roll and I managed to roll pretty hot so um, yeah from, from there on I mean not taking anything away from Mike but it, it was just a wash up after that um, chasing down his knight next turn killing the three three spiders uh, three crimson hunters after that there wasn't really much he could do because he had no ground presence to stop me and I have like you know 15 units so yeah, you've got a lot of little things to kind of control the maelstrom where yeah, he struggles yeah exactly so in terms of I mean that's how I was going to play it I just wanted to play the Maelstrom but because he he was sitting on all the objectives I thought well I may as well just go for it and try and clear them because I I think I can get around them if I get some good uh, scatters um, so they don't scatter into him or or whatnot. and uh, I I had some pretty good scattering uh, scatters so they uh, the Spiders uh, won won the game for me again I I managed to win that 20-0 Nice, and then as we spoil at the beginning of this little recording, that ended up jumping you straight up into first place. Good, yes. I was very surprised actually. I wasn't expecting to win, um, let alone 20 0. Um, and I wasn't expecting to jump over everyone else, to be honest. And that very it put you there two points ahead of second. Yeah, which which goes to show that my game against Paul, if I, if I did give up, I would have. I would have come second rather than first. Yeah, you I would, would have, have come f- f- third. Oh, well, there you Two go. Two people to jump you. <laughs> but yeah, it look, just looking at the victory points, I think the few twenties you did get jumped you up massively on the tiebreakers. Mm. You were eighty ahead of second, fifty ahead of third, fifty ahead of fourth. Everyone was around the one sixty mark in a group, and then you're up on two hundred for tiebreakers. Well, the four twenties I got were from tablings. Um, I wasn't expecting my list to do that. The, the the original design of the list was sort of MSU, so capture objectives, sit on them, jump away, harass, and just play the game. Um, 
it's just the, the games I think we got the 20 nils were either lucky like against Mike or um, mismatches so I managed to play Harlequins I managed to play uh, White Scar Bikes so lots of stuff on foot which I can uh, dacker off um, so yeah the, the tablings I got were giving me max points in my VPs so that was helping me shoot up the table really yep so congratulations again it was a uh... I'd like to say it was a surprise to see Eldar at the top, but <laughs> as most yeah, people realise, they're going to be up there. In, in the UK, they're, they're, they're massive, and I think people um, people need to start considering Eldar as a bad matchup and building their lists around them, I think. But we'll see what Tal does. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what happens when Tal comes out. I've got Tal Army, I'd like to bring them back out, so yeah interesting yeah. so thanks for, uh, again for joining us and I will speak to you soon bud yeah I'll catch you later mate cheers for that bye bye so I hope you enjoyed that special uh, thank you very much to Matt Robertson for speaking to Alex Harrison about his success at Northern Warlords of course coming up very soon is the Allies of Convenience GT completely sold out unfortunately um, but all of you guys that have been lucky enough to get tickets and will be in attendance we'll see you in two weeks time it's going to be exciting stuff we've got loads of cool things planned for it as well some great prize support thank you very much to KR Multicase specifically for their tremendous support as well we've still got more tournament coverage to go through before then though battle for salvation is a very important one in the united states and we're going to be talking to some of the players from that who had some of the choice lists on display at that event um, so look out for that episode coming early next week but until then don't forget find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash aoc podcast take care